So we practiced a few times, feel good. We go into the audition room. Mm -hmm. I swear to God, she left snail tracks on the seat. She's an orgasm. She went, oh my God. Mm. <laughs> oh, oh. And I'm literally like, looking at her. And she, and I'm trying to, oh, really? And I just go, what the fuck is in this shit? Welcome to my worst audition. Welcome again to my worst audition. With me today in my basement is my friend Jimmy Prevacillis. I first met Jimmy working together on a show in a rather sketchy Midtown theater roughly 15 years ago. Born and raised in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, he's a talented man, according to the bio that I've written on my phone right now, and a pleasure to be around. You've seen him in Ray Donovan, The Blacklist, The Deuce, Billions, and Trial of the Chicago 7. But the dude doesn't just say words for a living, he has actual skills. Jimmy's an amateur motorcycle racer and has been a motorcycle enthusiast since the age of eight. He currently coaches at the Riders Club for New Jersey Motorsports Park and coaches for Motorcycle Safety Foundation, where he teaches beginner riders. He's also quite the writer, having recently published the entertaining book, The Asshole's Guide to Everyday Living, which I'm sorry to say I only read for the first time roughly 30 minutes ago because I'm an asshole. Jimmy, thank you for joining me tonight. You have a beautiful voice. Oh. I, really, I mean, I'm, I kept the pillow here because I'm oh, popping. Thank you. It was a really great voice. Yay. I'm so, I'm really jealous of your voice. Oh, it's thanks, wonderful. man. I appreciate that. Well, thank you for the intro. Thank you for saying those kind words I wrote for you. Yes, that was good. <laughs> nailed it. Fucking nailed it, baby. That was good, thanks, man. So, yeah, we met at the Michael Chekhov Theater Company. Yeah, that was one of the names of it, the 45th Street Theater. For, at the 45th Street Theater. At the Michael Chekhov I Theater. I started with them earlier than that, down when they were down Ridge Street, when it was real guerrilla theater. All right. That's where I started my acting career, doing the Sam Shepard Festival. Oh. Just jumped right in, man. Yeah, that's right up your alley, man. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. That, I didn't know. Like I knew of Sam Shepard, and when I went, I was watching some of the plays, and I went to our friend, Mr. Horn. Yes. The infamous <laughs> Mike, Michael Horn, if you see this, I forgive you. <laughs> I forgive you for you. No, his his mother was Ann Bowen. Let's make this about Michael Horn. He really yeah, which is the whole thing about Michael no, Horn. Yeah, Michael for Horn. the seven people who know who Michael Horn yeah, is. Yeah, right. For the seven, well, the seven people who know him and about the two thousand want to kill him. But um, <laughs> but you know, I got he had he did run a theater company in New York City, which is not more than I did. Yeah, more than more than I wanted to. His mother was Ann Bowen. She was part of Second City. Do you know that? I didn't know that. Oh either. my God, she was really one of the beginning people. She was. Married to Roger Bowen, who was the um, he played the Colonel in the movie Mash. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. So you know, I kind of come in, and she was great. She directed, and so as I kind of, I had a great acting coach that got me started. And um, actually, because I bring up Michael Horn, because <clears throat> we will go to that for a, one of my screwy auditions. Because you know, I don't know if people talked about theater auditions. Yeah, there was, it's almost. All exclusively theater auditions so far. A lot of oh. the people have talked about like their musical auditions. Well, so, <laughs> but talk about whatever you want, man. This yeah. this is your thing. Cool. So where should we start? Well, like I said, we we met at the Forty Fifth Street Theater. We we're doing Scheherazade. Yeah, it was like Arabian and, Nights, and we played the same role in two different casts because um, they had to make money. So they, what they would do is they would cast as many actors as they could. So if you have like three or four casts going on, and all those actors would bring people. I always wondered why they did that. I did. So, I, that makes sense. Because remember, Horn was like, you got to bring people. You got to bring people. How many people are you going to bring? And I would bullshit. I was like, I'm going to bring like 75 people a night. I just lied to him. Like, you got to bring 75 people. <laughs> I was like, they're coming tomorrow night. Come on, man. I just BS my way. So um, 
Yeah, we met there. And we had a lot of fun. And I remember, like, who's this guy playing the same role as me? And he loved you. He's like, do it more like Gary does. I'm like, screw you, man. I'm not doing it for the guy. <laughs> do it like the A-Rab does. Yeah, do the like A-Rabby part. Yeah, like, you're too white. I'm like, <laughs> but, um, no, it was fun times, man. And, like, you know, the old saying, like, you don't know it's the best of times until you look back on it. So, yeah, man. Yeah. It really wasn't, though. It was horrible. But um, so where should we start? We're talking about auditions. So theater auditions. You know what we should start with? On December 1st, 2011, I had a stroke. Okay. We'll start there. All right. Because I use this. They say use what you can in acting. Okay. So I'm going to use a stroke. Use what you know. So on my, uh, on my birthday, it was December, which is December 1st, make note of that and send me a present. Oh, and buy my book. It's on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Asshole's Guide to Everyday Living. It's a self-help book. No, really. It's actually really good. I really enjoy it. But all I, four it, pages he read so far. I I read five. Thank you very much. But right. it it is not for everybody. There yeah. are people that are going to read this and be like, "Oh, gross." And but, those are the people I'm, I'm writing about. Probably yes. So anyway, um, but I enjoyed it in all sincerity. I yeah, I'm very much looking forward to finishing it. Right. I'm so glad you like it. Um, I need validation. So, <laughs> um, on my birthday, the girl I was dating at the time, we went out to dinner, and. Ordered a drink, waiting to get seated at the restaurant. Before I even had a drink, I feel numb. I feel like dizzy. I get up and I look over to her. She looks at me like, what the hell's going on? And I'm trying to ask her, am I slurring my speech? Because my whole left side goes numb. And, I can't, and I'm just like, Boo! I look like a fish out of water. And apparently I had a stroke. Okay. A minor stroke. So time passes. And now I'm going to bring up, I'm going to bring up, a later thing I do is because it'll, it'll go into the 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 um, the first time I used it. You got to use these things to your advantage. You should. So first thing I want to say before we start trashing all the casting world and all the uh, let's talk. There's some great casting directors out there, right? Yeah, there's there are. Some, they're awesome. Yeah, Bonnie Tinnerman, I love you. She's wonderful. She cast me in Trial of Chicago set. No, um, I know this much is true. Okay, never met her in my life. She's um, so cool. She was just like she's an older woman. She's a beautiful older woman. I went in there and she starts talking to you about you. Oh. Like she doesn't, you know, we'll get to the audition. Oh. I was like, ooh, I like this lady. Oh, okay. I was like, you dating anyone, Bonnie? Yeah, stroking the actor's ego. Yeah, I like, like this. And we just, we did the role, we did the lines, and she's like, I love you, Jamie. I'm like, yeah, who are you dating? <laughs> dating anyone? Well, Mr. Tenman, how's his health? Um, and, you know, I got the gig and she's like, I want you on this film. I'm so, and she said, if it's a smaller role, please don't mind. I'm like, wow. All right. And it was a smaller role. But anyway, you know, we don't, no small roles, only small actors. That's BS. But um, she was great. Uh, uh, what's his name? Tucker Myerson Casting. Mm -hmm. Julie Tucker's great. Mm -hmm. She's so awesome. Ross Myerson's awesome. He's a great guy. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a lot of great casting directors out there. So I got called in one day. Now, apparently, even though after the stroke, I was on medication. I was trying to watch what I eat. It's really hypertension more for me than anything else. But every now and then, my blood pressure will spike, and I don't. You? Yeah, imagine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, just, I, I'm like I'm the walking Buddha. Apparently, <laughs> I have, nothing gets to me. Nothing raises my blood pressure. You mother. So every now and then, but I don't think it's a blood pressure strike uh, spike. I think it's like uh, maybe I'm just tired. Maybe I'm having some transcendental fourth dimensional consciousness shift or something like that. Like no, I'm having a stroke. Yeah. All right. So and it happens. I, I got to catch myself. I went into an audition with Ross, who like liked me. He's called me before, and you know it's a, it's a good feeling when someone calls you in, and you know you're like you're, you're on their team, like you're in their little pool of people to call. It's nice, sure. But then when you blow it, 
you don't yeah. feel so great. Mm -hmm. And I went in there for some. I must have been having a, a blood pressure strike. Strike. What keeps eating? It's happening now. It's happening right. I was about to say. Oh god, we're gonna, we're gonna be so canceled by the you know. No, no. The, I, I love Stroke Foundation no, or something. Please. Oh, that's a different foundation. I, Sorry. I promise I will say or do something more offensive. Okay, good. To make I'm, sure that I'm, I'm counting on you, bro. Yeah. So I go in there and I did the reading for him and, and uh, the reader girl, and I'm having a hard time like focusing and reading. And he's like, "You what's going on, you man?" I was like, oh, "I don't know, man. I, I didn't want to tell him. I didn't think it was. I don't know what it was. Like, Did I take an edible? Am I having a stroke? Mm -hmm. Like, what's going on with me?" He was going, "Listen, go out, get some coffee or something like that." Come back here and read for the producers. I'm like, well, that's not much more pressure. That's gonna, <laughs> that'll lower my fucking blood pressure like that. So I did. I came back and, you know, uh, I was just kind of fumbling through it. Mm. Like, and I'm like, these people looking at me. And I got through it. And it was, But it was like, I knew I could have killed that fucking audition. Yeah. And I kind of mediocre through it. So, And I felt bad. And then afterwards, I realized, I emailed. I said, dude, I think I was dying in the audition. <laughs> you know, he's like, you were bombing. <laughs> But no, that's no, not, literally dying. No, 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 I was dying, not bombing. So th I tell that story to set up what happened in another audition. And this, I was so glad to use it. I was so, so I guess I got called in, I think it was like a commercial, something like that. Was, uh, I forget what the studio was. I forget what it was for. Um, and I go in and I, I really don't like when they have you read with somebody else. I have uh, stories like that. All right. Because it's a crapshoot. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can, you, you can be like the biggest fucking ignoramus in the world. You yeah. can do someone great. Another friend of mine came on and did an interview with me talking about, yeah, he oh my God. paired up with. Ugh. It's really not fair because you might be really good, but most of the time when I see shit acting, I just stare at them like, mm. what the hell's wrong with you? Mm. And then, oh, we're auditioning. Wait. So we get in there and the girl running the audition, she was like Miss Cool, Sassy Pants. All right, bitches. Like that, like over the top. <laughs> She was more performing than we were. Um, so condescending. She looked like Kennedy from MTV. Remember that? Girl? Yeah, yeah, I know Kennedy. Yeah, I hate sure. that look. Yeah, she's an asshole. She was just an. I can't. I can't not say it. She was just a real jerk. <laughs> really kind. Of, and to the point where she, like I Hot said, kettle black. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, look, I know. I know from asshole. I know when I see one. But she was like, right, Miss in charge. Um, okay, bitches, and like real condescending, like I mentioned, and. Um, this also like giving us it wasn't direction it was like instruction and there's okay. a big difference you know mm -hmm. if you're an actor you know the difference between someone who's giving you a direction because mm -hmm. they're relying on your skill to do it yeah. instruction is i think you're an idiot things like this okay so we're going to start where it says start and where it says stop and I'm, so she wasn't like being cute she was just being no, really she, condescending yeah oh all right all right and so many sign languages uh, oh wait if you know sign language i don't you're oh. well your sign language demographic just went. <laughs> so, and I looked over the other actor, and this made me so happy. She looked at, she was looking, I was going to look at her like, and she was, she was already looking at me like, I was, oh, thank God we're on the same team. We hate her. All right. So she's being like a real jerk about it, like real, and you could tell, and so the producers are in the other room, I guess, with a video camera watching us. So it was really weird and kind mm -hmm. of like, you know, um, voyeuristic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like to be in the room with the people and look at them, see how bad I'm bombing off their faces. So and I get the okay from this girl. Like, we don't like her. This one's going on. So we do the read. And she went right into acting coach mode and said, oh, okay, bitch. All right. So, okay, first of all, why don't we take a moment to breathe? Let's get ourselves centered, blah, blah, blah. Okay. And then she's going, she tells the girl some stuff like, okay, I'm going to need a little more this out of you. And then she goes to me, she goes, oh, um, and, and like your, your diction, 
It's like a little, you know, it's a little slurry. And then maybe you want, like, all right, guys, all right, guys let's do our acting 101. Like, let's go. Like, like we're fucking children. And so I just looked at her and I went, um, I just had a stroke recently, so I might be slurring my speech. And she went, because she was like the epitome of like political correct. Oh, sure. Yeah. Uber wokeness. So I just kicked the legs right out from under. I was like, oh, wait, I had a stroke. This is going to be great. Good for you. It's like, thank you, high blood pressure. Thank you, near death experience. And, and I just thought that she went, she froze because she knew she just got fucking like taken out. Yeah. Hoisted she, by her own petard, as it were. As it were. And she's like, oh, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm so, well, okay, you okay? And I'm like, I played right into it. I said, I'm going to milk this shit all day. And she's, I was like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm fine. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> Just so, I'm, I'm, and then I, I saw her play and I said, ah, I got the victim thing. I'm good. I was like, you know, I'm, I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry if my, if my, I'm exploring my speech, but sometimes I trip over words because, you know, a stroke, it, it limits oxygen to the brain at one point. I, I don't think I have brain damage. And I'm, <laughs> And the girls are sitting there. Such an ass. Oh, an asshole, baby. <laughs> and so she's like, well, can I get you anything? I said, like, well, you got water. Water would be nice. <laughs> and I was, you want to do, do you need a moment? And I'm like, yeah, why don't we just take a moment? Just <laughs> milk that shit. And then we did it again. She's like, this walked me to the elevator. Oh. oh, my God. And she's like, you know, my grandfather had. And I was like, well, I'm glad you can relate. Oh. Well, I get a call back. That was absolutely the damage control pity callback of all times. Wow. They probably hated me. And they're like, we better just call them back. Yep. Just better call. And I didn't get the gig, obviously. Shocking. And yeah, I know. I bet you one of those people in the producers like, this guy's good. This guy is good. He's an improv fucking genius. And the girl, like, so after that, the girl's in the elevator and she's like, and she had to ask, she's like, did you really have a stroke? Now it would have been so baller for like, no, I'm just an awesome actor. But I was like, yeah, I didn't really have a stroke. I told her the story. And she's like, is it really affecting your speech? I'm like, honestly, I don't know. But this girl was such an asshole to us. And she's like, no, I thank you so much for doing that. Yeah. It was awesome. So that's one story. Did you go to school for this? Did no, you, I went like, to music school. Okay, yeah. I didn't think you went to school for that. No, I, I just, you were like a fine arts major. Nah, I thought that bullshit. Yeah. You know, I, I've already spent enough money in music school. I went to Manus College of Music in 91. I'm a guitar player and musician. Mm -hmm. and done quite a lot. So, I mean, how I got into acting, I was Danny Aiello's guitar player. Mm-hmm. And I always wanted to get into acting. I did acting as a child, but nothing super significant. And Danny Aiello was like a big inspiration to me when I started playing with him because he didn't start acting until his 30s. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, 35. Okay. And he got his first play, uh, Lamppost Reunion, I believe. And then Knockout later, yeah, Lamppost Reunion. He was a bouncer and like the sort of like, then became the MC at the uh, Comedy Improv on 44th Street. Okay. Around the block from our theater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And there's yeah. a plaque there with all these famous comics. It was a Probably the biggest comedy spot in New York history at one point. I didn't know that. If you go there, if it's now called Amici Restaurant or something, or Don Amici or Don something or other. All right. Um, you know, it's a Spanish joint. Okay. Well, it's Italian. Um, I was, I was gonna fucking drop that joke. I, I didn't even get the joke. I know it's horrible. It's, just, it's like right there, perfect example of all my auditions. So, um, and I ate there recently before the uh, <laughs> pandemic, and um, I talked to the woman. I said, "Hey, you know, you got to put." They had a picture of Danny. I said, you got to put Danny's name on that plaque. Mm -hmm. And I, she, I guess her, one of her family members owns the place. She's like, yeah, I sat in there for like an hour. I was doing actually uh, ADR for, um, I think it was Ray Donovan. Oh, okay. And it was around the, the block at that big uh, entertainment building. They have all the studios in. And I talked to her. I said, you got to put Danny Ayala's name on that plaque. And mm -hmm. she's like, really? And I said, yeah, come on. 
But anyway, uh, where were we? So I was getting, I was relatively new to acting. I jumped in with both feet. I was going to see their shepherd plays because mm-hmm. a friend of a friend was in one. And I was like, I could do this, man. Mm-hmm. And I started talking to Horn, and Horn's like, you know, he's all out of his mind. He's, you know, he was. You think I have high blood pressure? This guy was walking without. I mean, he he had a little help getting high blood pressure. I'll let you figure that out. Hey, you want to be an actor? I'm like, I'm, like, I'm an actor. He's all right. Well, come in the audition. Like, you know, I want you to read for the auditions. I went and I killed it, man. Nice. I remember like thirty people. He's like, Jimmy, I, I want you to join the, the the theater company. I was like, really? All right. And then the rest was history. Now, he would be a cool guy one minute, not so much a cool guy the other minute. Now, at the time, I was studying acting privately with a guy named Glenn O'Malley. Never heard of him. Okay. Glenn worked a lot with the Cherry Lane Theater. He was, oh, sure. He was Edward Albee's protege. He directed the original Three Tall Women. Okay. I love um, Edward Yeah, so it was great. You know, and then I was working on Zoo Story, which is um, Albee. Okay. Um, Albee's first play. Oh, just consider me an idiot. I'm an oh, idiot well, with theater. That goes without saying. Yeah, thank so, you. And what was kind of cool, I, when we would, when I would work with Glenn, I would get notes from Albee himself. Oh. He'd be like, you know, because Glenn was this big buff gay dude. He was the greatest, right? Albee, of course, was gay. And he would go out to fire and hang out with him. And I don't think they had anything. They were just really close friends. And he'd be like, oh, I have a student of mine doing Sue's story. And so I was getting, like, sort of notes you know, sort of by proxy, but well, make sure he, he does this line like this. Make sure he understands that. So it was really great. Um, unfortunately, Glenn died. He had HIV. Oh. And really what killed a lot of people with HIV in recent years, he had it for many, many years, but the uh, medication weakens the heart. Oh, I didn't know that. So here it is. Now, I'm doing a couple of things here and there. Uh, and there was a thing called Happy Hour. I became like one of the main guys in that. It was like a skit comedy thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it was pretty cool. It, it was one of those things where it was written right in the middle. If you had good enough actors, it was funny as shit. Okay. If you didn't, it was garbage. Mm. So it was challenging in that respect. Okay. You had to bring it every night. You had to bring something to it. Otherwise, it would fall flat. So it was great training. That's where my training is, right? The stage. Because where'd you study? I'm like, you're walking on. You're walking. That's, That's cool. where I studied acting. Yeah. And so Horn was... Like I said, he'd be great one moment, he'd be a pain in the ass in the other. We were auditioning for one of these uh, Shepherd plays, one of the more recent ones, the later ones he did. And it was between me and another guy. And he started, like, kind of pit us against each other. Mm-hmm. And, oh, you're just a musician. I was like, yeah, but I'm a good actor. I was like, nah, yeah, I've been on stage a million times. How many times has this guy been on stage? I'm going to that. So it was like every day, come back in. I want you to audition again. I want you to audition again. Really? So now, um, and this was, this was, this is, like, really a bad audition that happened. I didn't get the role. We'll start there, right? So in all this, like within the week of half of this crap, I go to take a, I was going to go to uh, take a lesson or a class with uh, Glenn. We did one-on-one. We'd work on monologues. We'd talk. And I show up one day and Glenn's not there, ringing the doorbell. Mm-hmm. And he lived on, um, what street was it? Commerce Street, right off 7th Avenue South. Beautiful place. And I was like, maybe he forgot. Okay. Mm-hmm. Call him. Not, no answer. Going next day for the audition. Same crap. I do it again. Do it like this way. You know, the other guy did it like this way. And I'm just like, the other guy sucks. I would just tell Juan, well, the other guy sucks. How about that? <laughs> what, what do you want me to tell you? I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. And he liked that. Like, we would buck heads. What I love about you. You don't mince words. Nah, I, I love it. I don't know how. Yeah. And so I, I remember I did the audition. I drove home back to Bay Ridge. I'm parking the car. Horn calls me. Uh, come in again. I got, I'm going to give you another call back. I think, I, think I think we got it this time. Whatever the hell he said. Are you kidding me? So finally, I'm on my way there. I'm calling Glenn. I don't get an answer. Because I want to talk to him. About it. I need some advice from yeah. like, my acting coach. I park the car. As I'm walking towards the theater, 
one more time, let me call Glenn. And he finally picks up, and I'm getting like, I'm like 20 feet from the entrance. Hey, Glenn, what's up? Hey, hey man, what's going on? Hey, you weren't there the other day. You know, I was about to, he goes, oh, honey, I'm so sorry. He goes, I had a heart attack. What? I was dead for like a minute. I was like, what? Oh, oh my, I'm so sorry. Blah, 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 blah. Are you going to be okay? Do you need me to come over? No, no, I'm just going to rest right now. I'm at St. Luke's Hospital before they turn down. Okay, get off the phone. I walk in. You ready to audition? I'm like, what? I was like, whoa, whoa, man. I just, I just found out my coach had a heart attack. Horn and all this, like, you know, tactfulness. Like, you upset? I was, and, I just, <laughs> and I just look. I said, what did you say? Are you upset? I said, yeah, I'm fucking upset, asshole. My my acting coach, my friend, just had a heart attack. Yeah. I still came in. All right, well, you need a minute or something? I said, no, let's fucking do this. And I, and I think I killed it, right? Wow. But whatever. He gave it to the other guy anyway, and the guy did suck. But and everyone said it, and, and it was the best part was people in the company, and the guy wasn't even part of the company. I was in the company. He was just was like some guy who auditioned, and people said you should put Jimmy in it. Well, okay. put Jimmy. And unfortunately, Glenn did die like a few days later. It was really, yeah, it was a really intense time, man. You talk about like a tough audition. Yeah. So, but what else? What's so you know? Let me talk about more depressing things. Um, <laughs> that's that's the cheery stuff. That's the cheery, happy auditions I've done. What else? We talked about this earlier, and you said someone mentioned it. Earlier. It sucks when they pair you with people because you yeah. don't know what yeah. you're going to get. You know what you're going to get. And yeah. I don't think it's a, if I was a casting director, I wouldn't do that. I mean, it's. I think. Do you feel like it's laziness or like, or not laziness so much as it no, is? No, not necessarily. Because I feel like to, to a certain degree, I feel like the cream rises to the top, and you'll be able to figure out you know who's good or at the very least yeah. get somebody in for a callback. Like I see that he has some talent or she has some talent. Right. Come back for the callback. Mm. I would think. I mean, I feel like if you're a good actor, well, you then can... I suck. <laughs> I never. You gotta... don't though. No, but you know what's funny? And maybe I'm wrong. I mean, maybe. No, no. It's... I always thought it was like an economic thing. Like, well, we can get two people in at a time. We don't have to book as much I'm time. I'm sure in the that is. Yeah. Fair enough. And I went in for another commercial a while back, and this is I, I pulled a Gary. I pulled a Gary. Gary goes off script. Gary don't give a shit. Gary will tell you this is awful. They paired me with this girl. It was a like some kind of like. Um, drink something like that and you know the the scenario is she drinks she's like mm, this is really good oh what is that you know like a normal conversation mm-hmm. oh and, you know whatever her name was and you guys pair together read the script we went out there and we practiced it and she's like mm, we did just really well really natural like you believe really believable okay mm, this is really good wow mm. oh, what, what, what are you drinking really was it what's in it oh wow that's great so we practiced a few times, feel good. We go into the audition room. Mm-hmm. I swear to God, she left snail tracks on the seat. She said, orgasm. She went, oh, my God. Mm. <laughs> oh, oh. And I'm literally like looking at her. And she, and I'm trying to, like, oh, really? And if I just go, the fuck is in this shit? Love it. And they're just like, and like, okay, okay. And I thought that was brilliant. I would, I would, yeah, like, you're great. That's funny. Yeah, yeah like, it was like, well, how would you respond yes. in real life to someone orgasming over sipping something? Yeah, I, I'm with you. I was like, what the fuck is in this shit? I'm like, smelling. I'm like, yep. Looking at her and I'm looking at the seat. Like, oh, okay, okay, okay. No, no, let's bring it back. And we did it again. And I had to play her stupid games. Mm, I'm like, mm, oh my God, that is good. And I'm like, don't, don't, don't touch your penis. Don't touch your penis, Jimmy. Do not. Under the table, I was touching my penis. But, <laughs> and what killed me the most, she blew it for us. 
she blew it because they, you could tell they were annoyed. Yeah. They were, and I, I watched them while they're doing, they were just like, they were doing that thing where like another one, mm. another one's doing it that way. Mm. You know, you could tell they wanted what we practiced. Yeah. And when she walked in, she goes, that was great. Thanks. Bye. And I was, you I just wanted to like choke her to death. I was mm. just so pissed. Mm. Like, did you not think for a second that when he told us to do it again, maybe do it the way we practiced? Mm. And nope, nope. That she was totally fine with sucking. So, and and to this day, that three hundred dollar commercial has ruined your career. Absolutely ruined me. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I I wake up in the middle of the night, cold sweats, crying, then roll in fetal position. You go, mm, what the fuck is in this? What the fuck is this? I have that over repetitive story in my mind. If you, if if you had like a dream job mm -hmm. in, in acting, what would it be? That is a very good question. Now, I've seen so many examples of what I want as a dream job, and I think it's an amalgamation of all that. Okay. I love television. I was raised on television. Yeah. My parents bombed. They were just like uh, sit there and watch stuff. Mm -hmm. My parents divorced. You know, my dad was out. My my mom was out to lunch, so I basically was raised on television. So part of me wants to be sort of the history of television. I love it. Like one of my favorite shows ever was MASH. MASH is great. How would, how would it feel to go to your grave someday knowing that you were part of like not just cinematic history but television history? Like people will watch me forever. Yep. And I was this character or this thing that influenced people. Mm -hmm. Like it changed people's lives. Mm -hmm. So somewhere between that and then, like, being in Star Wars, you know, third laser operator on the Death Star. Wait, hold on. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. No, no. Rewind it. Rewind it. Rewind it. Yeah, that's me. That's me right there. So it's like, you know, you're not Mark Hamill. Yeah, but, I mean, I, for, I guess from my perspective, if you get to be part of something that really means a right, lot to you. of course. That's great. Like, I got to do SNL one time. Did I did a couple times, uh, yeah. and I would know, but you'd never know that I was in it. But to me, it meant the world. The world People yeah. ask me, like, you know, what was your what was your favorite role here and there? And I've done roles where I've had a lot of meaty dialogue, and I've mm -hmm. done roles with you know some recognizable names. Here Steph, and there. What, what was the role you did on late night television show not too long ago? Uh, oh, Colbert uh, on Colbert. Yeah, that was yeah, great, yeah. and they, I, that was killer, man. That was I, like huge. You, thanks, like, man. you had a big role in that. I appreciate. I was. It. I have like a little doll of you at home. I was stabbing with full on steak knives. Like, how dare he? That pins. Does he feel it? Oh wait, this is this is pre-taped. He's not. Um, no, but I agree with you. So, so like, and, I wanted this out. Like that meant the world to absolutely. me. Absolutely. And I had no lines. And like, I just got to work with Chris Parnell. Okay. In a, in a movie called Infidelity, which will be out in 2024. Again, small role. Very cool. Me and Chris Parnell having a moment. It's wonderful. Um, yeah, like I want to be part of history. So the ultimate gig is something where I get to shine as an actor. I'm going to be okay financially. I think the one thing people don't want to really acknowledge because they're afraid like it'll screw their artistic uh, integrity or some crap like that. Yeah, I want to make a good living at this. Sure. Do I need multi-multi-millions? Yes. <laughs> Fuck yes. I want to buy shit I don't need. Yep. I want to walk in the woods one day. Oh, I forgot I bought a Ferrari. Like I want that kind of life. No, I'm kidding. Sort of. No, I want to be financially secure. I want to know that. And then, then you could really... And because people don't want to admit that, but you want to be financially secure. Of course, I do. Because it's a lot of insecurity financially in this business. So if it could be something that is, yeah, like I know I've made my nut and I'm good for life. I'll be comfortable at least. Great. But then to know that I've made some kind of impact with my talent 
in something that meant something. Mm. And I would like it to span, because nowadays it's different. We don't have television anymore. Mm. We have, we don't really have movies anymore. We have like Netflix, you know, we have all the streaming mm. stuff, which we're all battling right now, right in the middle of this uh, uh, strike. Mm-hmm. So I guess my, you know, actually, no, I'm gonna recant all that. I think my um, dream role is just to have my AI do the work. <laughs> I just want to get paid once. I want to get paid five hundred forty-six dollars, and then my image used in perpetuity for all eternity. It's beautiful. I think it's beautiful. Yeah. You're a giver. I promised I wouldn't cry. Is is there a role that you've ever seen on on TV or uh, in movies? Where you're like, man, I I could have nailed that. That would have been great. I feel like the role I would want, in a way, hasn't been written yet. Mm. That's really the point, isn't it? Yeah. That you were given something to work from the mold, like, you know, from the clay. Because, like, what did James Gandolfini have? Yeah, there's iconic things about it, but that was a very different take on it. Or, you know, um, all the the characters in uh, Breaking Bad. Mm. It's such a great story, right? Mm -hmm. So I look forward to the surprise. That's cool, man. Of what will be given to me someday, hopefully really soon. You hear me casting directors? Are you watching this? Um, hopefully, yeah, something that, like you as well, like, it'll be a surprise. Like, wow. Yeah, it, it could pick from any archetype, but it's everything that I was built to do. Yeah. What we're built to do as actors is put pieces together to create something that wasn't there. Yeah. And I think good acting is that. It's taking something that, obviously, it's one-dimensional on a page, and you have to figure out. It's a puzzle, right? How do I bring life to this? And what am I going to take from, you know, the old saying, they say it for musicians, but uh, mediocre musicians borrow, great musicians steal. Mm. And it's the same thing with actors, right? Um, I'm not going to borrow it. I'm going to steal it mm. and make, make it my own. So that's what I look forward to. Something that, you know, makes me go, holy crap, this is new. This is like, I, I, I can't uh, borrow into this. I have to steal something from it. I have to take pieces from pl- other places to make this happen. And that's, I think that, and I wish that for you as well. I wish I for all my friends. Man. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, no, let's see us all do well. We hear that casting directors yeah. bring in Jimmy. He will give you something unique. He will give you something that you're not going to see from most of the people going in your doors. And he's going to give you something real. Herpes. <laughs> and in addition to the herpes, <laughs> some pretty darn good talent. Thank you. So I hope you uh, check out his work and I hope you'll check out his book. And uh, where can folks find any other stuff they want to learn about you? Or oh, let's see. see. Um, um, I don't know. Wikipedia? No. Uh, my book, The Asshole's Guide to Everyday Living, available on Amazon and Barnes & Noble and Audible. I do have the, um, what's it called? The audio book? The, the, the computer. They have that on the computers now? Yeah, the, 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 the phone. interwebs. The interwebs. You could uh, have it on Audible. So there's the audio book. Uh, it's my voice. I didn't hire anybody. And everyone begged me to please do it. So better or worse, I read it. Uh, I speak slowly when I read because I only, you know, I was Brooklyn Public School trained. So I wrote some big words that I can't pronounce. And you had a stroke. And I had a stroke. There you go. And so um, there's jamespravacillus.com, which probably help spell the name. No, everybody knows how to spell Prevacillus. Well, they pronounce it Prevacillus, so I don't think they do. Um, yeah, James, that's J A. M okay. E I'm with you so far. S. Great. That's the first name. Okay. That's the first name. First name. Last name. 
P-R-A-V-A-S-I-L-I-S. Now, P-R-A-V-A-S-I-L-I-S. Yeah. So, <laughs> so jamespravacillus.com. You can look up my IMDB under that name. Uh, the Asshole's Guide to Everyday Living.com. A lot of dot coms. Also, I'm on TikTok, James Pravacillus at The Asshole's Guide to Everyday Living. So basically, if you say my name and the word asshole, a plethora of information will come up. Oh, just as God planned it. Oh, okay. There's no like special like monster that appears, like you say it in a mirror three times. Oh, I like that though. I'll work on that. Yeah, like Candyman. <laughs> <laughs> asshole man, asshole man, asshole man. <laughs> and then you get the runs. Perfect. You shit yourself. Perfect. James Pravacillus, check out his book. It really is a genuinely good book. I can't wait to finish it and uh, check out his stuff and give the man a chance. I promise you, he will give you something in addition to the syphilis and just herpes, the herpes, herpes, the herpes, he, he will give you something different. He, and he will make you think, you know what, maybe there's a different angle we can take this in. Maybe there's something that I haven't even thought of before. Give the man a chance. I promise you. Or you call the authorities. Or you call the authorities. One way or the other, you'll have a great story to tell. Yeah.